0: For Your Reconsideration is proudly part of the Flickering Myth Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome to another particularly heart-stopping episode of For Your Reconsideration. The film Digest, which sticks two proud fingers up at traditional film commentary and invites the wounded, broken, stinking and runtish members of the filmic litter in for re-examination. Pegs on noses, boys. How
0: are you? <laughs> that was good. I like it. It was quite aggressive, that one. <laughs> know, yeah. That's
1: a call to arms. And I think we might need it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> are you both
0: okay yes good thank you Yeah, good mate good how are
1: you very very good oh, it's just marvelous
2: it's marvelous <laughs> uh what have you guys been watching Oh, so this week, I decided that I needed an action fix, so I watched Extraction, uh, starring Chris Hemsworth, which seemed like it would be destined to be on For Your Reconsideration in the future, but it's actually fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Uh, So this is an action film that's gone straight to Netflix, starring Chris Hemsworth, uh, Thor to those who uh, aren't familiar with his real name, Um, (laughs) I really dug the commitment to Brutality. It's genuinely like one of the most violent films I've ever seen. Oh, seriously? And it's just balls-to-the-wall action. And just the fact that Hemsworth's character is called Tyler Rake also just tipped it over the edge for me, so it was really, really good.
0: Rob, I bet you appreciate that name. You love a good name.
1: Uh, I am queuing it up
2: right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you guys will both like it. Oh I
1: can't wait.
2: Who who directed it? It's it's directed by the guy who did second unit on the Avengers Endgame or Infinity War or both. And he's I think he's Chris Evans's stunt double as well. Oh, wow. I think he's got a stunt oh, wow. background. Oh. Uh, but yeah, there's like a false wanna. About half an hour in, which is really good fun, and just some really, really good, brutal shootouts. Um, Oh, that sounds nice. I enjoyed it. It's very meat headed. It's sort of like um, Man on Fire meets Call of Duty, but I got a kick out of it. It was good. And Hemsworth is really good in it as well. Because it's it's not really a character or plot piece. It's just, you know, the story is just there to hang these amazing action sequences on. But I, I really dug it, I enjoyed it for the meat-headed nonsense that it is, but yeah, it's really good. James, James, you, you're selling it to me massively, man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's the sort of movie that we discuss on here and it's, seriously. Uh, oh yeah. man,
1: the sounds taste.
2: And also I've just been, I'm halfway through, uh, Better Call Saul season five, which just continues to get better and better every single season. I need to pick that up cause I never got past season one. Cause I just, just yeah, a lot of people me, bailed you know? on it because it's nothing like Breaking Bad, but, as it's it's just evolved and evolved it's such a slow burn though which is why I'm only just getting it to now I have to have all 10 queued up ready to go so that I can watch one or two at a time but in terms of character development and just long form storytelling it's absolutely fantastic and in its own way it's on and this isn't me shitting on breaking bad it's one of the best shows ever but it's in the same conversation oh, seriously? on the same level of quality wow yeah, wow yeah. it's really really good but a very different type of show cool
1: oh, I'd love to again it's what it's like you say it's in that it's in that ready to go on my watch list but yeah. just for some reason like I'm quite intimidated by it actually I think the ghost of Breaking Bad like the shadow yeah. of Breaking Bad leans long over
2: it. I think if you go in expecting Breaking Bad you're potentially going to be disappointed because it obviously because of the way that Breaking Bad is set up as a show with Walt's health issues and the actual danger that he's putting himself into. There's a lot more immediacy and thrills and it's more of a thriller in that sense whereas this is like a slow descent of a guy who wants to be good but he can't help but fall back into his old ways in terms of being a bit of a con man and a bit of a slickster mm. and he can't right, help it. And right. Just the new characters they've brought in are fantastic and then the way they integrate the characters from Breaking Bad into this story as well is superb. Ah, oh, sweet, man. Sweet. So, what about you, man?
0: Uh, I've watched a few like old things this week. Oh. I watched, Like a few old favourites like uh, I watched Napoleon Dynamite which I absolutely love. Oh. Uh. Uh, livid to... Li, really livid. Yeah, really livid to... You, you gonna eat those tarts? <laughs> uh, uh. Like... Really livid to find that they'd cut off the post-credit sequence off the now right, TV it. screening of it. So, and I was just like, "It's the best bit! Like, why have you taken it off?" I didn't know there
2: was a post-credit sequence. Uh, after it's, and me
0: it's Kip and LaFonda's wedding, <laughs> and. Napoleon arrives mid-wedding on a horseback. <laughs> it's
1: brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, that always and forever? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I
0: love technology. <laughs> that is i am going off
2: to YouTube. Right? It's, oh, so it's, a, it's, yeah, it's so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Um... Yeah, and I, I was living, we were waiting for it after the credits, me and my missus, and it, it just ended. We were like, what? Where, where oh, is that's it? Oh, <laughs> that's That's worth cancelling a subscription
1: over. Oh, it's absolutely Seriously. Livid.
2: Um, Well, now TV um, didn't make it, to be fair.
1: No, they, they misunderstood <laughs> the art they were pumping no, out. The, the,
2: the, the
0: lazy person who uploaded it to the servers, but he cut off them. Yeah. I know, yeah. But uh, other than all these other like re-watches, I'm, I haven't watched anything new movie-wise. But um, I've just been burning through Gangs of London on Sky. Oh, any good? It's so good. So it's created by Gareth Evans of, of the Raid movies, and did he do that Apostle from Netflix as well? I think that was. Um, I've never watched that. It's very long, but it's brutal, absolutely brutal. Yeah. And he directed a couple of the episodes, and uh, the the one, the episode he directed especially are unbelievable just there's one episode what's a sort of stand like works as like a standalone episode away from the main sort of story I mean it's still linked to the main story but it's like not the main characters and it's just insane it's so so good
2: yeah that's next cab off the rank for me to be honest it's it's very
0: very good there's some really good fight sequences in as you'd expect coming from the guy who did the raid and uh, yeah I think I'm about five episodes in and uh, yeah it's, it's amazing it's really good nice Nice. What about you, Rob? What have you been watching?
1: Uh, I watched Beethoven 2 again. Um, and um...
0: Grodin's getting a yeah. lot of love on this pod recently. He is. Yeah, not is... for his best role, though. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, welcome to your weekly Grodin cast. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's very good. Um, and then, um, yeah, I finished the uh, the Mandalorian Oh um, yeah, Werner so Herzog. Actually, yeah,
2: I knew you were oh, going to my... mention it, so I didn't. Re- uh, yeah. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? Really, I loved really it. Good. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It is oh, just really, really, it's really, really, really good. good. Like that eighth episode was directed by Taika Waititi, wasn't it? And we actually mm. get a bit of news on the pod. Obviously, this will be out of date by the time it comes out, but he's just signed on to write and direct a new live-action Star Wars film. Mm. As yeah, well. and if he does half a good job as he did with the finale of the um, of the Mandalorian, oh, yeah. and then. In very good hands.
1: I love um right Werner Herzog is one of my standout things from that whole show. I absolutely adore it. What a very. great
2: voice! Like I yeah. know, I
1: know. Do you remember? Um, because everything he says has that lovely precise quality to it. Yes. And um, do you remember? Did you ever see that documentary, The Grizzly Man? Yes, I have seen it. Yeah, yeah. Side, do you know this one? No, I
0: don't. It's I don't the, know. it's
1: about um <laughs> T- Timothy Treadwell um grizzly bear fanatic who recorded his exploits going into Alaska and spending time with um, bears. And it was all about him, you know, like the videos that, because he went missing and there's loads of videos of you know, him going like, you know, Oh, hello, Mr. Chocolate. You're a naughty boy. Going into the camp and eating his food and all this kind of stuff. And (laughs) and Werner Herzog went off to try and investigate what happened to him. And he's the narrator of the grizzly man (laughs) documentary. And um, Herzog gets, this is not funny. I don't know why we're going to but gets the audio tape of uh, Treadwell's death. And he says, out of respect for the families, I will not be playing this on the movie, you know, and then he listens to it himself and the camera goes close to him, And it's the, one of the best performers I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> you, you must destroy this. You must destroy this tape. <laughs> it's so good. It's absolutely brilliant. So, Yeah.
0: Mr. Chocolate and, and, hey, I I love uh, that Werner Herzog's accent is like Steve Coogan doing an impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes,
3: (laughs) it is, it is, it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: um, tonight's film, Holy Moses, features a couple of moments, um, that made me laugh, and I'm sure they guys laugh, (laughs) when I'm not quite sure it was supposed to have that effect. Um, So I wanted to ask you guys, what movie moments can you guys think of that were unintentionally hilarious?
2: Oh, I've got (laughs) so many. I have a bit of a a a niche when it comes to this, and my niche is always when an actor goes for a line (laughs) delivery that just doesn't fit, but he takes a chance and he takes a swing, right? So the one that immediately sprang to mind, are you guys familiar with the film Taffin? With Pierce Brosnan. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. it's become a bit of a meme this one, but it's one of the best things I've ever seen. Um, do we play it? Do we play it? I don't. Yeah, yeah I, can I, I can can't hear just it? it. But uh, yeah, sorry. If you just drop it in here, maybe if I play it over the over the audio for, <laughs> for these purposes, and yeah, then because yeah, I want to, I want to refresh my memory yeah, yeah, on this it's, one. It's very funny. I watched yeah. it about three, oh, Oh, it's it's queued up ready to go because I've watched it four hundred times this afternoon.
3: <laughs> What goes on in this town is none of your business
0: As long as I'm living here it is Then maybe you shouldn't be living here
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it was just like getting towards lunch And he was just a bit hungry And he'd had to do like three or four takes And he was like you know what I'm just going to absolutely nosedive this take Because then we can't go anywhere from it and then they put it in the movie, you didn't think they'd <laughs> use it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one of my favourites. Uh, obviously. Spectacular example. That is a good one. Of this parish, Congo. Uh, stop eating my sesame cake! Oh, a, you, really I was funny. thinking about this, but do you not think he might be in on the joke?
1: Or do you I don't think know. Del Rolando was being really serious.
2: I don't think anyone in that movie is in on the joke, to be honest.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Apart from
2: Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, one of my favourite moments as well is from the film Meet Joe Black, another one that's become oh, a bit I knew of a you meme. you are going to say this. Yeah, on Jason. yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah, yeah. <laughs> lovely, hunky Brad Pitt standing in the middle of an intersection <laughs> looking wistfully in Claire Fulani's direction as she goes around the corner. And he almost gets hit by one car and he moves out of the way. I mean, it's his fault. He's right in the middle of the traffic. And then a minivan of all things smashes into him on the blind side. And, you know, painful. Ouch, really hurt. Hurts and then smashes the few ragdolls, the future Oscar winner, across another <laughs> lane of traffic and he crashes into a taxi cab. <laughs> Dead as a doornail. Why is it funny?
1: <laughs> it is funny because I'm seeing what you're describing in my because head. Because
2: this this the CGI is hilarious. It's
0: yeah. The CGI it's like, why is couldn't
2: hilarious. he just get hit by a car? Why does he have to get hit by two cars <laughs> coming in opposite directions? It's just such a strange choice. I don't. Understand. They're going really <laughs> fast as well.
0: It's like um, a yeah. it's like in that EastEnders when Tiffany died, and it was like. Uh, she got hit by a taxi cab which managed to reach 40 miles an hour ago around Albert Square. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: yeah. What's it? Fast and Furious it. <laughs> yeah,
2: it reminded me of like the end of Scary Movie, where everyone starts it just keeps getting run over by cars basically out of nowhere. <laughs> it? It's fine for that particular type of spoof heightened comedy, but for something that's supposed to be a serious <laughs> awards contending <laughs> drama, which I assume it was supposed to be at the time. Um. Hilarious, yeah. Just brilliant, loved it. Oh, so funny! <laughs> so funny.
0: They're really
2: good ones. Really good ones. I also find Brad Pitt. Uh, I love Seven. I love Seven. It's a great movie, but I do find the bit where he's uh, at the end, where he's demanding to know oh. what's in the box, uh, really, because yeah. his line delivery just—it's just so many different variations of it. It's like,
1: what's, what's in the, the box? box?
2: Well, what's in the box? Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's in the fucking box? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> So
0: oh, what have you got? So good. Uh, I knew you were gonna say Micho Black. <laughs> Thing is, I got Micho Black
1: as well, so we that's gonna be scrubbed up.
0: So the uh, first one what came to mind, we we um we love Keanu on this pod as evidence last week when we did an old yeah. episode based on one of his movies. But I recently watched Bram Stoker's Dracula. And just Keanu's British accent is amazing in that. It's just so every de- every line delivery is is so oh, really. Good. really <laughs> he's trying, bless him, but he just he's very good looking. Don't get me wrong, but he's he's just it's so funny. Um, Nick Cage in The Wicker Man, the whole of the movie. Is just, the bees, <laughs> just the Nick. bees. He, he just you know, dress as a bear and punch some punch a woman in the face. <laughs> <laughs> How to get burned? How to get burned? <laughs> <laughs> just, that's like Cage. Oh God, at fifteen. Never,
2: never mind. Eleven. Yeah, we might yeah. have to do The Wicker Man on this. I think
1: we might. We might actually.
2: I just want to watch it again. It's just yeah. off its tits. To be fair to Cage, and we're going to digress slightly but the end of the original Wicker Man is Ooh. quite over the top from <laughs> and yeah. it's quite unintentionally hilarious when he's shoved into the Wicker Man and he's like, oh God, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so good. But the, the last one and they, probably the most recent one and from what I remember being sat in the cinema and everyone just pissing themselves laughing when they weren't supposed to was in uh, Alien Covenant. Have have you seen have you guys seen Alien Covenant? I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Michael Fassbender plays two androids in it. He plays David from Prometheus. Yeah. And then he also plays a new android called Walter. And there's a bit where Dave, they they find David in this in this weird planet and he's got like this little underground lair. And then David teaches Walter how to play the flute. And it's the most ridiculous sequence. (laughs) It's really homoerotic, right? It's really, like, sexy. And it's made even worse when uh, David just... He starts off and goes, don't worry, watch me. I'll do the fingering. (laughs) And then it's just... And what? they just play the flute and I'm just like, everyone in the cinema just piss themselves, like, what is going on? (laughs) Are we in the same movie? Like, what is happening? It's ridiculous. Crazy old Ridders. Ridders is absolutely losing <laughs> it. It, it, totally. it. But yeah, that, that one is just it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm, I, may, I may have to play the audio again to do it justice, James. But can, <laughs> okay. you, can you? Can we, you know, can we, we have we,
1: some audio we, at this point?
0: Hang on. Hold it like so.
3: Nice and easy. Now compress your lips to create your embouchure. Enough for the tip of your little finger. And blow into the hole gently. Like so. Watch me. I'll do the fingering. (laughs) Go on.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's bad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But obviously because it's it's Ridley Scott, it's like, it looks gorgeous. Like...
1: (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely stunning. It's a confusing scene because, like, in terms of technical craft, it's brilliant because the way it's, like, looks really seamless that he is actually with himself. Yeah. Yeah. And the camera rotates around them and it looks great, but it's just... Yeah, and you've uh, got two
2: Michael Fassbenders looking face-to-face at each other from a technical standpoint. It's an incredible scene. but it's just...
0: (laughs) The dialogue and what's happening is obscene. <laughs> uh, anyway, enough enough about homoerotic fastbender uh, Rob. Lopper.
1: <laughs> well, I've I've obviously got props for Mitchell Black. Um, massive props to when I was at the midnight screening of Revenge of the Sith in Sheffield when Vader went no, <laughs> and people in the auditorium went. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> um, Massive love also for, if we're talking about terrible line readings, um, (laughs) this is one of my favourites from Tough Guys Don't Dance from 1987. Um, Norman Mailer-directed movie, um, and this is Ryan O'Neill coming to terms with the contents of a letter. I've
3: never heard of this movie. Because you're prepared to kill them. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh God, oh man, oh God, oh man,
1: oh God. <laughs> I urge you all to go and view that on YouTube. <laughs> From the Taffin Wheelhouse of Get This Over and Done with this quick. Oh no, we've started the
3: next started the next phase of the film.
1: <laughs> yeah, outrageous. But my winner is going to be. Uh, Detective Mason Storm has been shot many times in a um well, you know, a home invasion gone wrong. And um, he, you know, he believes, yeah, you know, it's believed he's dead. They put a funeral on for him and all sorts. Um, but no, he's in a coma for seven years. He's kind of tall. He's quite chunky. He <laughs> has a ponytail and it's slicked back to hell. Uh, and... He wakes up in a coma. It's Steven Seagal, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He wakes
2: up. <laughs> I've seen the picture. I know you have. the picture, <laughs> picture! Picture! That's um, what Higal calls his movies. I know, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I've seen the picture. He wakes up from this coma with um, Kelly LaRotte, who's doing his, you know, the whole scene is... Bug nut. Um, yeah. But doing his, um, you know, his beard. And it's a really terrible... He doesn't do facial hair great, does segala of this era. Arguably, ever. Uh, <laughs> um, but people come to the ward to kill him because they find out he's still alive. And he escapes on a... Like, he's lying prostrate on a hospital bed using a broom to escape with. And it's all got, I mean, it's terrible because he's acting throughout this going, <laughs> as he's coming round from a coma, holding a broom, trying to use a lift and all sorts while people come in and blow the water pieces. And it's, it's, You've got a smile on your face until he gets outside the hospital and he's faced with a ramp and he goes down the ramp uncontrollably <laughs> <laughs> in a coma and sails into the car park. So, yeah, I can't even remember what happens after that. I've obviously been rolling on the floor too much. Um, but, yeah, that, that wins it for me. Uh, but, yeah. Well, no, I mean, again, great suggestions from all around. Ta- I think, I don't know, there are some way that taffing is good. Taffy, I forgot. It's just about, an incredible
2: thing. line reading. Like, you've got to remember when you make a film, there's like 30 people on that set watching you do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. how fearless you have to be to do that. I think he was just trying to, he'd had enough and he was just trying to kill, can I imagine? kill the scene. can imagine.
0: think it was like Pacino, Pacino in Heat, where they'd done like 20 takes and it, the director was just like, oh, just do whatever you want, Pierce. And that's the one they <laughs> went with. Like, I
1: don't, he's still got the bond gig. <laughs> he's still got Close it you know?
0: probably on the strength of cur- yeah. <laughs> there he is there's James yeah, Bond I,
1: <laughs> less Mrs Doubtfire Pierce more taffin. <laughs> 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 anyway tonight's film let's go in
0: <laughs> let's go in line. indeed
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a of luck. When a pristinely dressed man decides to take his wife climbing on suicide rock, (laughs) it predictably doesn't go well. Widowed and paralysed, he for some reason goes back to the general vicinity of the accident, accompanied by one of the worst healthcare professionals I've ever seen. While there, his peace and quiet is broken by a group of teenage girls who only have one hip-hop song on CD, and a marauding creature from the woods, which has been terrorising the community's (laughs) livestock, and Hollywood actor Lance Henriksen for some wheat. <laughs> Worlds collide as the creature resembling a stubbed big toe covered in cuttings from your local barbershop's floor gets hungry, and suddenly the menu is
3: full.
0: We don't need to talk about it's... the film anymore. You just cover all the bases. <laughs> Roll trailer. If there is a trailer. I can' a trailer?
1: <laughs> uh. You see anything?
3: Still haven't found any bodies. Let's check out the woods. Not I many people go up there and there. <laughs> He and his wife were involved in a climbing accident. Now we're seeing monsters.
0: I mean, it was like a loud boom, like something big fell.
3: But the lines are down. There's something out there. Oh, <sighs>
1: Did you enjoy this movie, boys? <laughs> 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 what a reaction. Define a
0: joy. <laughs> I mean,
1: in whatever way you
2: choose to define it. <laughs> that's, so dead, air. dead air is death in this game. But I think that's <laughs>
3: <hilarious. Yeah.
1: laughs> well, would you like to know
2: why I picked it? Yes, yeah, so I, I would. I would really there. like to know. Yeah. <laughs> really?
0: What's your, why, yeah, what's your history
2: of this and why did you pick this movie? <laughs> How do you can I, know I a prediction before you go ahead? I yeah, think yeah. that Rob was absolutely plastered one night and came in <laughs> with a kebab, right? And it happened to be on late night television and he watched <laughs> it all the way through with kebab meat hanging out of <laughs> <ass. laughs> I went, that's probably mm. the best film I've ever seen. <laughs> Knowing my
1: love for, for hyperbole, yeah, that's probably accurate. No, like, No, I'm so sorry, that's not true. Um... I think that of all the you know the supernatural creatures out there that modern media and pop culture has a spin on, Bigfoot's the most underserved. So
0: uh, it's a good point, actually. It is a good it point. It really
1: is. You you can only get terrible movies about Bigfoot with terrible effects and all sorts, and
0: um, all like thought, all like um, like light hearted, heartwarming family exactly, family comedies, exactly. <laughs> Harry and the <laughs> Hendersons. You, you know, yeah, yeah.
1: But I want, like, I want a scary Bigfoot movie. That's what I want, you know. And um, so, obviously, I love a creature feature. I love supernatural stories. And I love supernatural stories. You know, um, I think in in the book world, they call it um, mystical realism or supernatural realism, where, you know, uh, the paranormal takes place in in the confined structures of the real world. And I really like that because it gets my, honestly, it gets my brain going so much. So I about this time last year I went on a massive funk of trying to get all the pff, good Bigfoot books and movies that I could find you know like because I felt like, I felt like why aren't there not enough there's not enough. Like there's that one from the Guys in the Blair Witch exists. you know the the Bigfoot movie and it's all right. it's okay, but it's not great, you know. And so I've, I've, so I've got in my head like a list of good Bigfoot fiction across books and media, and this stood up there as one of the better examples. And for those keeping score, that will tell you how bad this area of, <laughs> of discussion is.
0: So just to clear, like you, the reason this one, this is the one you picked, is because you believe this to be the best Bigfoot movie out there.
1: I'd like you to find a better one, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You, no, I mean, no no I, no no I've just I it just clearing it up because you know no, it's something no, it's something I've read quite a lot like you know this is the best Sasquatch movie out there so just confirming that's why you pick those I'm asking
1: have you seen a better
2: one
0: I haven't seen I, many Sasquatch movies to be honest No, there not, no, no there's them. not many is there <laughs> seriously there's not many
2: and but the, I mean the you me- say there's not many Rob but uh, Matt McCoy who's the lead in this film he's been in three <laughs> <laughs> I've got it down here
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's an old hand when
2: it comes to Bigfoot pictures. Lance Henriksen, Lance Henriksen, who's in this film, he was in another Bigfoot film in the same year as this. So there's a few. But there's more than none. Crucially, <laughs> none are as good as this.
0: Wasn't one of the Matt McCoy ones, like, a really, again, like Harry and the Hendersons, <laughs> a heartwarming. <laughs> Family yes. comedy drama with like the guy out of home improvement with one of the kids. Out of home improvement.
1: It could be either it could be either '94's Bigfoot, The Incredible Encounter, or '97's uh, li- <laughs> Little Bigfoot. Um, in which, can I just add, he played Sheriff Clifton uh, in that film alongside a young boy called Ross Mallinger, who also played Tyler McCord in Sudden Death with
0: JC oh, Okay.
1: <laughs> We've got a link between this movie and The Great Man.
0: Essentially, I I think you went backwards and thought, like, like, JCV, how can I get a good film (laughs) to to (laughs) link to JCVD? And you came <laughs> to this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's And, you and I was list, looking really. through, and I was
1: like, "Hang on, is that Bigfoot on that poster?"
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woo!
1: <laughs> nope, no. nope, nope, nope.
0: Good link, though.
1: Good. No, I, I, yeah. Uh, when I, to give you the full perspective, obviously, um, Amazon remembered my rental from last year. So when I clicked on it, they said, you know, it was quite demeaning. They said. Um, are you sure you want to rent it again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> In that tone as well. Yeah. <laughs> you
3: no,
1: know, like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Thank you very much. Um, do you guys have any history with this film whatsoever?
0: No. <laughs> Surprisingly <laughs> not, Rob. <laughs>
1: So in which case, because when I sent it to you guys, I sent you a thumbnail of the Bigfoot <laughs> <fun>. and, <laughs> and said, you know, can we do this? And you both said yes. So yeah. how does it qualify? It must quali- I haven't checked. It must qualify. James, budget box office. What are we talking?
2: Uh, just before we go into that, I think I, I must say that this was slightly missold. Towards by you. <laughs> right. You said it was a Lance Henriksen Bigfoot movie, right?
1: <laughs> I knew what I was doing when I said that it was a Lance Henriksen. I knew he was <laughs> Yeah, I knew exactly what I
2: was doing. <laughs> to be fair, you've hoodwinked us, right? And it's made, us, it's made me question my whole relationship and our friendship, to be honest. But <laughs> if you want to know how this, how this qualifies, right? And if it hadn't had this, then we wouldn't have been able to do it because we don't normally cover uh, TV movies because, God, would be here for, we'd be recording this thing for years and years, wouldn't we? <laughs> so technically, this is a TV movie. Everything that I dug up on it sort of said that it was a sci-fi channel premiere. So yeah. like I think that's what it was geared towards. But when I had a look on Box Office Mojo, it did have something of a theatrical run, okay? <laughs> the berry multiplex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it made a whopping $1,810 at the box office, <laughs> which... Might be profitable, as it clearly only cost about $150 to make.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, against a budget of 18 pence, you can do wonders, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, so I assume that the budget was more than $1,100. <laughs> i have forgotten how much it was already. 1800 give or yeah, take. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a little bit more than that. Uh, that's just for Lance Herrickson, I would have thought. <laughs> so, yes, it was not a box office success, which means it technically qualifies for F- I'm FIR. I'm so
3: technically
1: about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at the box office it didn't make its money back this is a bingo where we're concerned no. that's a bingo the, <laughs> Chris, uh, the, assumption, the
0: assumption that it qualifies just on the status because if we're just going on Rotten Tomatoes it doesn't qualify <laughs> It doesn't qualify on Rotten Tomatoes? Not a Rotten Tomatoes. It's on 67% with critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, <laughs> so, you heathens who've bad-mouthed this movie! It, like, it's not necessarily a certified fresh, but it's not a rotten. <laughs> so,
1: I mean, I'm just relieved there's taste out there somewhere.
0: 40% audience are a lot lower. Metacritic is where it probably qualifies, because it's on 31 on Metacritic <laughs> out of 100. <laughs> Uh, audience Heck. six, Letterbox 2.7. So there's there's a bit of love out there for it. I,
1: don't, jolly, I know there's a bit of love in here for it as well, even if it's only from me.
0: <laughs> and, and I mean, like, so this was by uh, a chap called John Gulo on Letterboxd, uh, who reviewed it this year, in February. I'll watch Bigfoot chomp a dude's face in half any day of the week.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: my man, my man.
0: <laughs> if we go to the critics, because obviously, you know, as James said, it's mainly a TV movie. A lot of it was negative. <laughs> um, <laughs> sadly, sadly, Mick LaSalle didn't review this. I don't. He must have thought um, it was now, worthy of his time. Can we get
1: some some, <laughs> some inkling from that Mick LaSalle's heard of it?
0: <laughs> <His problem> <laughs> <meddling>. <laughs> uh, Maitland McDonough in TV Guide give it the most positive review. Because uh, obviously this was a straight to TV review. Um, yeah, this was a three starer, so this was the highest it got. Oh. Ryan Shifrin's first film is a pleasant surprise, an old fashioned monster movie that relies more on genuine suspense rather than bare breasts and blood. <laughs> Which yeah. I disagree yeah. with a bit.
2: To be yeah, honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I that's you watch the whole well, film. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, well,
1: Ryan Shifrin, his um, father Lalo Shifrin, is that. That right? Yeah, right, sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who yeah. did the music? Um, yeah.
1: Did the music, yeah. Six time <laughs> Oscar. Did, uh, yeah. Mission
2: Impossible. Uh, it was yeah. A Mission yes. Impossible thing. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It in yeah. TV. He's done some of the most iconic TV music ever. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Uh, namely the Mission Impossible theme. And has been nominated for Oscar six times as well. So yeah. Incredible pedigree. And um is this is how his son repays him for a wonderful career. <laughs> nepotism isn't rife in hollywood nepotism it's not
0: good well
1: it is yeah but i've also got this this you know i'd love to have heard the score but i couldn't hear it because it was yeah the mix mix was wrong
3: yeah the
1: mix (laughs) wasn't good i couldn't hear any of it you know whether that's amazon's deal i don't know but Hmm. i'm just gonna put it out
0: there yeah i i um spent the first three minutes thinking the sound wasn't
2: working (laughs) exactly (laughs) because sometimes (laughs) sometimes when i start a film up like the sound won't be on because my son has gone over and started messing with the sound bar on the tv so I got up three times during the first five minutes of this to make sure that the sound bar was actually plugged in. <laughs> it. It was. I actually started another film up to make sure that the sound yeah. was working. And then went yeah. back to
0: the <laughs> there was a lot of like visual stuff going on. You're like, well, surely that's got a sound effect attached to it or that's got a bit of score attached to it. It's like, no, no, this is, this is silent. Or o- Ryan <laughs> was in the edit suite going, no, no, nothing. I want nothing <laughs> yeah. the dubbing mix is like are you sure you don't want a bit of like you know a bit of over that transition Try a little no, no, bit no. more of no. the amazing score your dad's done you know <laughs> out sorry, God. And Rob, you
3: know <laughs>
1: no I'm trying to get out of a shadow man no sorry that's not an impression of Ryan dear me, you know <laughs> let's not do that um, but that's uh, Ryan Schiffering sorry Lalo Schiffering is not the only um, I would say sort of Hollywood royalty going
2: on here. No, I, I would agree. There's, there's uh, This is quite a good cast, considering, I would say. And uh, the film kicks off uh, out in the woods with none other than Rex Lynn and Sparky the Dog coming running into the Bigfoot. So are you guys familiar with Rex Lynn? Yes, very much so. <laughs> yeah. Right, so Rex Lynn is also in Better Call Saul. He's in 12 episodes of Better Call Saul as well, which is... And he's just... He's been in everything. Like... Name a a thriller from the 90s, Rex Lynn was in it as a bald heavy, generally. Uh, Really? Yeah, yeah.
1: Cliffhanger's the one I'm thinking of.
2: Cliffhanger, Clear and Present Danger, all those types of thrillers that they don't make now, he's he's in all of them. Yeah, uh, but what about the mum? Do you know who the mum was? I don't know, I didn't recognise her.
1: Oh, dear me. It was D. Wallace Stone, the mum from E.T.
2: Oh, really? Of course it was. Seriously, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, what a cast, this yeah. is it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's true. Um, and just, you
1: know, because we might as well, while we're at this point, we might as well go straight into the film. Um, yeah, they're in bed um, at some rural sort of snowbound destination. And Sparky the dog is not happy about scenarios outside, gets up and wrecks and. Um, D. Wallace Stone are not very, you know, they're not very comfortable, and they find mutilated animals on their property. And Sparky goes oh, out hearty. and gets iced.
0: I, I'm so, I'm so glad you, you boys heard correctly, and it's, it was Sparky the dog because I heard it as Barky the dog, and I was like,
1: <laughs> another triumph for the mix.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were right in this movie. They went, we got a dog. What can we call him, Barky? <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely thought it was barking, but I'm glad yeah, it was just it put was, that down as a placeholder for now. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do we'll do a find and replace on the script at the end when we come up with an actual. <laughs> I never <name>. forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love this opening sequence. Cabin in the wilderness. Um, a list actors. <laughs> doing the business Um even though I've got a,
0: A-list extra...
2: extras not actors no
0: actors
2: <laughs> actors Rex is <laughs> a very good actor he's still yeah, working they are great actors Max. these people yeah, yeah. Well, and he i uh, got a brilliant bit of trivia about Rex as well he only signed on to do this movie because he's only in like two scenes isn't he two or three
1: scenes. This is it, this is it.
2: And he only signed on to the movie so that he could wear the, the Bigfoot suit in one of the scenes <laughs> and <play> the
1: <laughs> That's why you do it. You know, Awfully, before I'd made the, the the twig, who they were, I've written, <laughs> the two at the beginning are not the best actors in the world. <laughs> 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 They're probably the best pound-for-pound pound actors in the film. Yeah.
0: But I, I, so, I mean, I reference video games quite a lot on this pod, but... Did you guys ever play the original Resident Evil on the PlayStation 1? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the opening sequence of that is like a a really schlocky B-movie film with real actors. Oh, yeah, yeah, love it. And I was watching this and going, this is just exactly like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I love the scale of Bigfoot here. Bigfoot is good and massive. You, You know, wandering around on the porch with, like, creaky boards and, like, you can hear the footsteps like, ooh... Oh,
3: oh,
1: all this guy <laughs> You know, they get to the end of the sequence and then they pull up for the, the worst looking bigfoot footprints of all time.
0: Exactly what like like- I was just gonna say. Oh, like they, gonna say? They, just, they just look like normal human footprints.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Except in Microsoft Paint, you know, times twenty percent.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> it yogi bear. Like what
1: <laughs> <laughs> But like did you see that there's only three, right? But there's none leading in. It teleported down from somewhere this big. He's one. on the roof. <laughs> yeah, and landed on one foot.
0: It was yeah. just they're so tiny. Like it was just a homeless dude just rocking around. <laughs>
1: oh, so uh, we're then parachuted into the rest of the story. Um involving <laughs> I can't I don't think I can do this without laughing because it is it is just genuinely funny. <laughs> Well, we've got this brilliant nurse who is one of the most obnoxious
2: dweebs ever. Otis.
1: Otis, yeah. He's hanging out with Matt McCoy, who um, plays Preston Rogers. What a great name that is, by the way. What,
2: Matt McCoy or Preston Rogers? Because they're both quite good, to be fair. Uh,
1: Both. I will extend that to both. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Equal opportunities on the good name stakes here. Uh, And they're travelling north, and it becomes so painfully obvious (laughs) that this nurse is not a nice guy.
2: <laughs> he's such a dick, isn't he? Like, he's, he's yeah, an man. absolute dick. Who's paying him? The doctor who thought it would be a good idea for Preston to go and stay in this chalet <laughs> near the vicinity of where his wife died to, like, help him get over it. It's one of the... I mean, what what facility is this guy in? Is this the state of US healthcare? Like... What on earth is going on? Like forcing him terrible? to return to the scene and like
0: get over your grief by going yeah. back to the place she died. So you can look
1: at it out of your window every day. You know yeah. she died up there, mate. Up there. Yeah. Get your head round it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. you know your legs that they're not working anymore, right? Yeah, it's because you're up on that mountain. And do you remember what else happened up there? Yep, your wife died as well. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: um, he, he right. Um, Christian
1: Tinsley played Otis. He took the role on, much like (laughs) he had some provisos, like Rex did, for taking the role on. And his provisos were that he would grow his own moustache, but he would also shave the bald spot into the back of his head himself. Um, He was so committed to the role uh, that that's what he did. And then you get this... (sighs) I know every week I go on about wardrobe... (laughs) Can, can you just indulge me for a second?
2: Please? Yes, go for it, yeah.
1: Right, Preston's cream suede jacket and black turtleneck is a thing of beauty. <laughs> <laughs> it just is. Uh, there's nothing you can, you know, dissuade me from that. But then he has a flashback of the climbing
2: accident and it's it's just beyond <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and this, this is the thing that I'm always struggling with when I'm watching this film. Is the... Is the like sort of shoddiness of the way it's been put together in places is that intentional is it sort of like yeah we know what we're intentionally making a bad movie here or did they just not have the money to make a good you know to bring it up to what we would see as regular movie standards and this was the yeah. conflict i was having within myself I, the whole way uh, through so the film.
1: I, I think they know they're making a bigfoot movie I yeah think they're of that. They yeah, yeah. but at the same time i also think that Why wouldn't you mix the
2: music properly? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think if you said this movie was from 1995,
2: I'd be like, okay then. Yeah, outside of of the mobile phones, this could have been made in 1985.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it looks like it as well. It genuinely looks like it. But 2006... I mean, Constantine last week was a year older than this. Yeah.
0: I, my, my, uh, my, my note, my next note in on my notes is: when was this made? Two thousand and six or nineteen eighty six?
1: Seriously, it's and I think this is like where I don't know whether this elevates the film to levels of fascination we've not had before. That a film looks intentionally bad for, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. how recent it is, <laughs> or. It's just genuinely bad. I don't know which way around it is. You know, I have my suspicions.
2: (laughs) Uh, If it's gone straight to Sci-Fi Channel, I imagine it was just done on the cheap, uh, like as cheap as it possibly can be. But it looks like it. I'm not even sure it's been shot on film. Like it looks like it's been shot on like what we shot our student films on, like (laughs) DV video. Like mini DV. (laughs) Honestly, at one point, I was just expecting a porno to break out. The production values were that low. (laughs) Through. It did, like, definitely. It could have went, gone that way. It definitely it could, could have, have gone,
1: gone that there's way.
0: There's a definite segue later on where, yeah, it's could have gone it that way. Here's a fork <laughs> in the road and goes, do we carry on the Bigfoot
2: route or do we go into <laughs> some <laughs> <hairy> porno? <laughs> we could do either. We could do either. <laughs> oh, we paid for the suit. Let's do the Bigfoot movie. I'm the porno next week. <laughs>
0: there's, a, there's a bit at this point where, um, you know, I'm not usually one to point out continuity errors because it's just it's just like you know it happens yeah, yeah. But, but there's one what really made me laugh where um, when Otis and Preston first get to the cabin uh, Otis carries Preston up the stairs and then it cuts to inside of the house and the door opens and uh, Preston's in his wheelchair so it's like okay so what actually happened was you carried Preston up the stairs and then had to put him on the floor <laughs> while you went back down <laughs> <laughs> to get in the wheelchair and bring yeah. the wheelchair.
1: <laughs> it, there's a few bits in this where I've got questions about.
3: About this.
0: Because like, what do you do with the guy who can't use his legs?
2: And you're like, oh shit, and no, just, like, just like, just, just, just leave him on the floor. <laughs> but to be fair, that speaks to Otis's character uh, in that he okay. is a terrible yeah. care provider. <laughs> yeah, you you lie here for a bit.
1: I'll, I'll go get the uh, thing and I'll be right back. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, there's a, there's a lot of arguing about soy milk.
0: Uh, <laughs> so no reason. What's The purpose of that? What is the purpose of that? <laughs> to get
2: Otis out of the house. But yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that the only reason? Is that the Yeah. 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 And yeah. they yeah. couldn't come up with anything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> soy milk. Yeah. Yeah. No character. Just you
2: know. Yeah. Um. Preston is lactose intolerant. Um, and we need to get Otis out of the house. He's That's got the, the only milk. mention of it. Gosh, the only yeah, mention yeah. of it <laughs> doesn't even come back later on. Like that had to <laughs> drink, like full fat milk to survive or something. Like, uh, he could he could have had a pet
0: like a beeper. And he had a call and he had to go somewhere and back to a hospital or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> just this. Yeah, another yeah.
1: of the patients I'm abusing is hurt. I've got to go. <laughs> if, if it came,
0: if it came back if it came back later in the movie, it was a bit of foreshadowing, and it turned out Bigfoot was also lactose intolerant, and he used that milk to. Chuck it in (laughs) Bigfoot's
1: (laughs) face. That would be great. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. (laughs) Now this is a movie. (laughs) Uh, Did anyone else notice at this point that you only ever see a human? You know, like um, McCoy or Otis. You only ever see them like up close. Yeah.
3: Like
1: everything is is like extreme close up or just off an extreme close up. (laughs) Never a two shot. Never anything like that. It's always just you're now. I I found this really hard going for great portions of the film until Otis left. Yeah, because it sucked me into being stuck in his predicament, in McCoy's predicament. You know, because obviously he's like physically inhibited with. An eight foot eight pounds, and we haven't mentioned that yet. Actually, the power lines start to get smashed up.
2: Yeah, yeah. Basically, if you've got a list of uh, horror movie tropes, they just sort of tick them off as we go. There's no phone reception; Ooh. the phones are out, um, but not the internet, weirdly. <laughs> which... <laughs>
1: yeah, I found that very strange, especially now. Especially, uh, well, no, this is the thing. 2005, like I've I've assumed it's dial up, but yeah. it's not. It won't be dial up, will it? You know. <laughs> They'll have a router these these. It's unbelievable. Mm. Mm. Um, it, but, yeah, um, but so I was sucked into... Well, no, Otis goes. Let's forget my feelings yeah. on this one. Right? Otis goes, and um, he starts, you know, the phones go, the power lines go. Sorry, no. Yeah, the phones go. Yeah, the power lines go. Internet, oddly, doesn't go, um, yeah. which is very convenient for plot <laughs> no, scenarios. Precisely. And um, he starts hearing, like, this thud, thud, thud up the yeah. stairs and uh we're all like achievement to oh my god it's terrible and it's just this absolutely outstanding <clears throat> coming up the mountainside <laughs> of this one hip-hop tune these girls have in their car. And they just so happen to be in the next cabin along.
0: Yeah. I, I love how we're in, we're in like, a proper um, isolated part of the mountains um, and they decided to build two cabins right next to other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I go, see, this is the thing. There was no
1: establishing shots at all. No. So I've got no idea where we are. Apart from seeing Suicide Rock, which is the beautifully named Suicide Rock all the time. <laughs> I, I don't know where we are. I, it, it could have been on the edge of, like, a particularly plush Centre Parks, for all yeah. I know. <laughs> it could
2: it be Centre Parks for all. It could
1: know. be Centre Parks, yeah. But, so, he, and and then, you know, this is one of the things that um, I both love and despise about the film, uh, is that um, at this point, McCoy breaks out the X-ray specs, um, which somehow allow him to see through every wall. <laughs> so yeah. he's got the, he gets the binoculars, and at no point, when we're looking through those binoculars, it appears that if at the edge of your screen, of the widescreen, you've got those little rings, you can see through any partition whatsoever. doesn't matter. Bathrooms, living rooms, whatever you need, you can see right through it.
2: Also does wonders for your hearing as well, because you can hear the conversations <laughs> yes, yeah. that are conversations uh, that are happening at the hen party across the way. Is that what it is? is it a hen party? It's a hen party. Yeah, it's a so home party. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I love it. I was so excited about seeing Bigfoot there, I forgot why they were there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all dark bushes, furry shapes. Um, I quite like all the, you know, um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm having a whale of a time at this point. <laughs> Absolute whale of a time.
2: I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gone, it's it, right, it starts off a bit like misery, isn't it? In that these um, you know, Preston is the character, he's been injured, he's not physically able, he's got a horrible caregiver, he disappears, and then it becomes like Rear Window for a little bit. So, you know, they're, they're ripping off all the classics here in this. Sense.
1: Yeah, it's true. And when you when you know it was in 2006, you know that they, you know, it's after all those classics, so you know that they actually did. You that.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> right, about this point, we get Lance Henriksen.
2: Well, no, no, you've missed a bit. So what happened is... Oh, which bit? Is, sorry. sorry is, uh, the key bit, to be perfectly honest, is, uh, is Preston has is, uh, got his X-ray specs out and he's having a gander around the neighbourhood and he sees one of the girls outside on her cellular phone and she gets... All of a sudden, rugby tackled into the <laughs> into the woods by the eponymous Bigfoot. <laughs> of course, nobody's around to witness this and and this will lead to conflict later on when uh, Preston tries to explain the, the scenario to Otis when he returns, but obviously he just thinks he's crazy.
1: Yeah, because he's not <laughs>
2: taking his meds.
1: Yes. And he does have a habit of talking to himself quite a bit like, Preston, you're not
0: crazy. I- it, I, I I love how like <laughs> this is another one of those bits where it's the same with the milk thing. Like that they they had to explain it so that there's a there's a point where he goes and now I'm talking to myself.
2: Yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah, he, yeah.
0: He, he yeah. Acknowledges that he's talking to himself.
2: So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So basically, then we cut away from the cabins and we're out in the woods and Rex is back. He's got up like a little posse. Uh, to help him hunt the beast. Oh, he yeah, has, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah, because it's I been trying it yeah. to... Have you watched this film, Rob? Because I have, <laughs> and if you have i It's <laughs> a few times now,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> I just, I like, because I, I love the creature stuff so much. Yeah. Like, I i don't know whether it's, but I've been asked to write an anthology, uh, a story for an anthology, um, and they said, like, can you do a crime story? I was like, yeah, yeah, can I put Bigfoot in it? <laughs> <laughs> I've got the nod. It's happening. But yeah, so yeah, you can imagine how excited I was at
0: this. We've seen the Bigfoot's eyes at this point. We haven't seen him properly.
2: Yeah, we've seen him as he rushed that girl into the woods, but like only briefly from from the back. We haven't seen him in all his glory yet.
0: I I think like... we got our first big because I genuinely jumped at this point as well when Otis came back. Oh, yeah. He was waiting for, because Otis didn't rock up and you're like, oh, Otis has probably been killed by Bigfoot off screen somewhere. <laughs> And then I genuinely jumped out of my skin when he he rocked up and just put his arm on his shoulder. And he was like, Ugh! "Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there, is g- there is some,
1: there is some." I'm it. so glad they didn't they didn't kill Otis off screen because he gets the best death in the movie. No, no, he does.
0: We will get to
2: that. Yeah, we absolutely. will come to that. Yes, slight spoilers for what's come. Anyway, Rex and his posse are out and they're hunting the Bigfoot. And they talk, uh, Lance Henriksen turns up and they must have had him for about three hours on the day. Now, Lance (laughs) Henriksen, (laughs) incredible career, right? But if you look at his IMDb, he's got over 200 credits as an actor. And let's just say they're not all going to be winners and he's not all going to be on set for much longer than a day on some of them, (laughs) right? (laughs) 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 It looked like he just, like, passed and goes, you guys making a movie? (laughs) (laughs) Are you
1: Lance Henriksen? I am. I am. I will Come be in, in your here. film. In <laughs> Thank you. Right. He is immediately the best actor in this film by a million miles. He's um, wearing a double denim outfit that's got shades of Native American culture. Yeah. It's an outstanding outfit. Um, and, um, oh, I had a third thing to say and that's gone out of my head. But it was very good. Whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was very good. Um, I, I, I like the dialogue in this. You know when he goes off. I think it's the
0: best ri- with his rhino story about the. Um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 you know, Darwin, Darwin, the, the, yeah, another Darwin Award coming up. You know, I,
1: it's all really good this. I really like this. So scene. I like those two characters.
0: The other guy in this is um, Jeffrey Combs, who yes. is yeah. the other, and he's been in a few films. I, I, I was watching the film and I was like, "What?" Because he. He's got like a weird look on him, eh? He's got these big glasses, and he's got like he's he's quite gurney. Obviously, not his. That's not what he's really like. He's putting that on. Yeah, Um, yeah. and I was like, what film is he in where he looks like that? And I was just like trying to figure it out. And then just as we sat down to do this, I clocked what it was. And he's in the Frighteners. He's like the. Oh, he's like the bad guy in The Frighteners, not, not the murderer. He's like the one who's yeah, yeah. constantly against Michael J. Fox's character. The Come the uh,
2: federal agent. Is he a yes, federal the, agent? Yeah, yeah, somewhat
0: like that. Yeah, and, and he's a similar character in that. He's got the big thick glasses and he's gurning and the greasy air. Yes. Maybe so, yeah, coming to the
2: podcast at some point in The Frighteners. Oh. The Frighteners is a good one. Oh. A good oh. yeah. film.
0: Uh, never
1: see.
2: Oh. Good. It's oh. good, so sorry, you've um, seen Abominable twice <laughs> at least. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, the uh, that was me doing a three or four signal, listeners. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, as well with, with Lance Henriksen, do you Remember, we've um inaugurated the um FYR Hall of Fame. This yeah. is Lance Henriksen's entry. He enters oh, yeah. with Abominable because he was in uh, obviously, he was in Hard Target and he was in yeah. um, uh, Quicken the Dead
2: quick in the dash yes, yeah welcome
1: lance you yeah. are in exalted company uh, don't mind mick lasalle he's the sheriff of these parts yeah um
0: yeah. <laughs> sat this one out sat this one out yeah
1: lance. lance goes to the uh this cave of the most immaculate pristine bones i've ever seen looks like the natural history museum <laughs> 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 and there's a girl there with her guts hanging out.
2: Yeah, this was the girl who was tackled into yeah. the woods earlier. Yeah.
1: And Lance's response is, "Hey, sweetheart, hate it. Oh, that's gross.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Terrible bedside manner.
1: <laughs> it's so good. That that could be. I'm not going to say it is my bit of the film, my favourite bit, but it's in there. It's definitely in the conversation. Uh,
0: so yeah. And then uh, because I was really surprised that uh, that they, they, so Lance Henriksen, Jeffrey Combs, and Rex, they all get. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. By yeah. The
1: I don't know what Lance's basketball. name is, but the other guys are called Hoss and Ziegler.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And they just Super absolutely great. get it. They get it from. The, from they run away from the big but then they're all taken out anyway because they clearly only had those actors for a day or two.
1: Uh. (laughs) yeah i think rex went direct from the set with the mum from et straight to this woodland area yeah
2: yeah definitely it was all shot on the same sort of backlot soundstage (laughs) Uh, and then basically bigfoot's making his way towards the cabins we you know and yeah and then from there it becomes like Preston is trying to convince Otis, who's just been a belligerent douchebag.
1: His belligerence extends to one of the most interesting insults I've heard in a film for some time.
2: Oh, when he calls him a cock knocker. You got no, it, baby. I haven't heard I'm that not, for years, and uh, that I, was I, enjoyable. I haven't heard
1: that, until, that since you called me that at uni,
2: James. <laughs> <laughs> Were you trying to make me watch Abominable at the time? Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, because we actually weren't at uni
1: at that point. <laughs> Oh, no, we were. We were. We were, we were. Okay. We were. But so, but it would have had to have been, you know, like, on the day of release. <laughs> okay. We we didn't contribute to that $1,800. Qu- no, uh, dollars that,
2: no that was in the US. <laughs> I don't think it got a theatrical run
1: in the US. It sadly didn't. Odie <laughs> Sheffield did not scream them all.
0: <laughs> it was on at Sheffield's Art House Cinema, the, the, the showroom. Just <laughs> yeah, that was it, that was it. <laughs>
1: I was about to call it the shed mill. That's not it. That's the mix of the showroom and the lid mill. Anyway, um, Bigfoot goes all peeping Tom himself, uh, presumably emulating his um, tan-clad hero, uh, Matt McCoy. Um, And he's looking in bathroom (laughs) windows while one of the women is in the shower. um, He gets a right eyeful. Well, he definitely does. Um, And then he goes all right, bloodlust time, murder time. Let's do
2: this. Because breasts turn him on clearly and give him a... <laughs> it's quite gratuitous, the nudity, isn't it? Because she yeah, gets a very glass of wine she... thrown
0: over her. Because uh, yeah. there's a bit of a, a ruckus between the, in the hen party, and she gets a glass of wine thrown over her. So instead of just changing a top like any normal person, or just sitting there with a wine-soaked yeah, yeah. top, she has a shower and just gets naked yeah. <laughs> in front of Bigfoot. And a uh, dude in his, in his chinos and his binoculars... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Chinos, yes, yeah, yeah. he's definitely rocking those chinos in the in his um, yeah, well, over at his cabin yeah. rock where his wife died. Let's, I can't, still can't get over that. Like, why didn't he sell it? Like, <laughs> where my wife died. Let's get rid. But no.
0: So this now becomes a bit of a slasher movie, doesn't it? And yeah, arguably, it really picks up. I think from this point on, is it becomes. Yes, it does. It becomes this like classic. 80s, 90s slasher movie, even though it was yeah, made in 2006.
2: Yeah. 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 So the last half hour is definitely the strongest portion of the film in terms of because it stops any pretense of trying to do anything else. And it's just like trying to, you know, the the girls start getting picked off one by one, don't they? And then one of the girls manages to make it over to Preston's cabin and then they formulate a plan to fight the Bigfoot, which doesn't include uh, Otis, who's who Preston had to drug because he was just getting way out of line. <laughs> It's,
1: it's a pro, all right, if we're going, I'm so, there's so many things I need to talk about on the lead up to this. One is, you know, like, because he's somehow emailing the police department, but he insists on doing it somehow through some satellite connection he claims he has, but also in font size 48. like.
2: can you do you get this word document? Yeah. Just get it down. I like it that he puts a dramatic ellipses in as well at the he end does. of He does, <laughs> <it>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just really grab the reader's attention, I think. He
1: really yeah. does. Um Otis um backhands him in a weird character moment. We know he's he's like he's he's telling it, you know, I've seen something Otis. Like and Otis just gives him a <laughs> sends him back um, <laughs> out of and, the um,
0: wheelchair he really <laughs> does
1: and then uh rogers mccoy whoever he is turns it round, sticks a syringe in his neck that's full of knockout juice yeah. and he's in there by himself and now he can really start talking to himself <laughs> and start yeah. telling himself what a terrible situation this is i'm gonna need a bigger knife he says at one point yeah um, which i'm guessing is uh ryan Schifrin's. um
2: Homage, well, hope, yeah, you know, hope, hope
1: hopefully Yeah, hopefully he makes a similar movie. Uh, that same hip-hop song that the girls have is
2: going on. Then, Which isn't even a hip-hop song, right? Basically, they've, got just a a beat? Of, they've done a beat, right? And then there's no actual lyrics that you can make out at all. It's just a <laughs> like what's a, what I imagine a a composer in his seventies imagines hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> Mallow's
3: different.
2: <you> know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his son, who's clearly not in his seventies, just went, Yeah, that's fine, Dad. We'll just put that in the film we'll and put that'll... That
1: straight in there.
0: So um, I can't yeah. say
2: no to my dad who's like made a career on making music. I can't say <laughs> no, you know, six
0: Oscar nomina- nominations. <laughs> i got, um, got me the gig of directing this movie, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: we get a good look at Bigfoot. And you don't often in these things, do you? get a good look at the monster. What was your initial <laughs> thoughts?
0: I really enjoyed his beard. I thought it was really <laughs> <laughs> James, what do you um,
2: think? But, well, my wife came in when I was watching this, and um, she won't mind me saying this. She's quite skittish and doesn't like anything scary at all. And uh, she was not afraid of this and just said, <laughs> is this a real film? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, you know, sometimes the keenest <laughs> observations come from the most unexpected sources. <laughs> Excellent, yes. So the bathroom thing happens. There's a really good jump scare in there as well when she looks out the window and big, really massive guys, arm really. comes in like, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: It's all like Freddy
0: at and- uh, the end of Nightmare on Elm Street, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. It's bad news. Like everything oh, in this
2: film is sort of magpied from another film in oh, the yeah. genre, isn't it? Like, of course yeah. it is. And that's why I'm sort of leaning towards they kind of know that I think it's a combination of two things that like they didn't have the production budget to do what they wanted to do, but they're kind of leaning into the crapness of it. I'd like to think so. Yes, anyway. I think
1: I think they must be, yeah. I really do. Um then we get the <sighs> Bigfoot's in the house with the yeah. girl, and McCoy is sort of rather, you know, he's stuck there looking through his X-ray specs, looking through every room, through every wall, just seeing the the carnage that Bigfoot's going through. And two of the girls get out, and he slaps one of them, <laughs> then stamps on her, <laughs> right in the guts, right in the bread basket. There you go. Um, and the other one, Amanda, runs to Preston's house, and Preston is in their, um, well, obviously, Otis is out for the count. And he gives one of the most shockingly, awfully brilliant speeches <laughs> I, I think I can imagine.
0: Oh, what a monologue.
1: To paraphrase, they're trying to be quiet. And he says something along the lines of, don't worry, we've got some time because Bigfoot isn't hungry. He's just eaten and killed all your friends. So let me tell you a little bit about my wife's death and how I ended up in this chair. It's all about Suicide Rock. And oh, the unconscious nurse over there. Yeah, no, just ignore him. He's fine. <laughs> and suddenly she's motivated. Right, we're off. I'm on this roller coaster now. I'm going to say it. Yeah. Uh, and they sort of home alone the place for a little bit.
2: Yeah. It's quite half assed isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. But um, Bigfoot, <laughs> I'm sorry, you know when you go through your own notes after you've watched <laughs> them, and it just says, Bigfoot cuts the power. How? I've no effing idea. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what did he do? I don't well, know. Wasn't smart enough to cut the internet though, was he?
2: No, no. <laughs> no, this is it.
0: This is well, it. Well,
2: I think he did it, but considering he's... Clearly, very intelligent. He probably did it so that the police sta- people at the police station could have a good laugh. They said they're not going to believe Preston and he's out of his mind. <laughs> so he can he can type all the emails he wants. I'm leaving this internet connection <laughs> up. <laughs> I'm going to type all the
1: font 58 or like messages I want to you guys.
2: I mean, that's it. If he wanted the police to come, don't write it in a font that makes you look like a serial murderer. Like, <laughs> do, you think, do you think he went back and, like, coloured every letter a different colour as well? He <laughs> may as well put it in Comic Sans. Yeah, yeah, an old
1: favourite. I love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, right, so... Oh, dear. They're on the balcony of this lovely, you know, this lovely cabin. And the Bigfoot's made his way inside. He's not been perturbed by their home alone antics. Yeah. And Bigfoot's coming closer. And Preston has this bright idea that he's going to give Amanda a set of, like, some <laughs> a harness. And he <laughs> rigs up a rope to lower down to the ground. And um, he's there and he's out of the chair at this point. And he says, like, she says, do you need a harness? And I, you have to take this out, but I was like genuinely expecting him to say, no, I can't break my back again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and just cob himself over the
2: side. <laughs> like a fish.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I can't bet, you know, um, but it didn't happen. So... <laughs> no. but that's what I was expecting to happen. So he doesn't need a harness and <laughs> he lowers himself down and um, <laughs> I like this sequence where Amanda's going down and Bigfoot is in the house pulling her back up all the time. It goes on way too long.
2: Yeah, yeah. But it's
1: good. But it is good. The jeopardy's there. I really like it. I really like it. And and he's got Bigfoot's hands are all covered in blood with the people that he's just killed. And the yeah. hair is all matted with Gru and all sorts. And he's pulling her up. And she's going, Ah,
3: Preston! him. And,
1: and it's great. And he's just sat there on the floor. Can't really do anything. Um, Bigfoot's excitement at eating Amanda is interrupted please someone
2: take over uh, from Otis who's very sprightly considering he was drugged about 20 minutes ago he's <laughs> up and he's got an axe and he launches it into uh, uh, into Bigfoot's back while saying something quite immature which I can't quite remember what does he, he call it he says him?
0: Uh, James he says uh, hey ass monkey eat this yeah <laughs> yeah kind of just
1: uh, he spits at it then as well yeah <laughs> It's full. full of it at this point. Otis, he's woke up with proper brio. This lad, yeah, um, that axe in the back. What
2: well, are you oh. pumping with speed? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, um, and then because side, can you explain to me what happens to Otis?
0: So this is de- it's definitely the be- the most visual murder, isn't it, and yeah. most graphic murder of the whole lot, and. I think it kind of harkens back to the review I mentioned before, which, uh, just to reread it, said, I'll watch Bigfoot chomp a dude's face in half any day of the week. And this was what it was referring to, I think. Yeah. That's
1: literally, yeah, this is the moment of the movie, isn't it? Really?
2: Yeah, yeah. it's the two villains going going mano and mano. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I love (laughs) how you said. Sorry, Sasquatch
2: mano, but um...
1: (laughs) (laughs) like you've painted it like a sensitive character piece about a a man in a wheelchair and his abusive nurse. (laughs) Yeah, that's what they were going for.
2: By Bigfoot. Um, Yeah. I like to think that this was like he could, like Ryan, the director, the writer-director, came in with a script and it was this really sensitive character, dark psychological thriller about a, 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 you know, a tortured man with a haunted past and who's no longer got the use of his legs and how he's been abused by his caregivers. (laughs) Someone just went, Can we put a Bigfoot in it? Will you let me direct? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I,
1: I don't argue with that. I can't argue with that at this point. Everything else does appear to have been parachuted in, apart from Otis and Preston. And the, the phrase suicide rock, of course.
2: As yeah. well. <laughs> so Otis is dead as anything, and then poor Amanda's got to drag Preston to the car so that they can make their getaway. And that doesn't go well, does it, really?
1: It's it's particularly unedifying as well, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: So Amanda ends up going through the windshield at some point and then Preston manages to manoeuvre the car so that it pins Bigfoot against a big tree. And he's still got the axe in his back from when Mm. Otis... Called him an ass monkey or whatever, and hit him in the back <laughs> with a, <laughs> with an axe. And then this is another gruesome bit into because he's back in the car into Bigfoot, who's pinned against the tree, and the axe is coming through his back, through his front, yeah. essentially. So yeah, another bit of a uh, of grew for, for <laughs> those of us who are still watching.
1: Yeah, uh, it's an ace um, axe to the chest job, is what. I've yeah,
2: mentioned. yeah, via the yeah. back, which is quite a trick. Yeah. Point.
1: <laughs> Love <a> trick shot <laughs> like John Virgo <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Lovely <laughs> It's only a game, so
1: <laughs> <laughs> here's an act through your back <laughs> lovely um yeah uh, during this to make sure the axe stays through his chest braston crawls out and wedges his shoe against the accelerator which is not, really gonna, work, is That's I, not, not gonna, gonna work is it i don't know why he's done it it's not gonna do anything you know um i don't really know why he does that no so because i'm thinking as long as he stays in the car and keeps reversing into bigfoot then It'll die. You know, know, he could just wait a couple of minutes, but no, he's a proper hero. And they bring in the cavalry. Um, (laughs) He goes over to Amanda, who's had a shocking night. I mean,
0: she's fallen off balconies.
1: Yeah, look, every single one of her friends has been dead or stamped out. that on wedding's
0: then, ruined but... isn't it like whoever's oh, getting
1: married oh, month,
0: that wedding's off <laughs> I
1: hope they can get a deposit and um, yeah but she you know she's like "Is it, Amanda Amanda uh, and she wakes up like, oh, right, you know, oh, fine, That's yeah, fine. You know, every time I go through a windshield, I'm always fine
3: afterwards. <laughs> you
0: know? My favourite bit at this point is where the cop, because all the cops come and the ambulance come and it's like everyone's saved, and, and the cop comes over to Preston and puts his arm, arm on his shoulder and goes, hi, I got your email. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 this is actually the first iteration of You've Got Mail. And then it was just rewritten and put into turnaround.
3: It can't. It,
0: <laughs> just the, that line. You know, the, the, when you said, like, uh, with the question before, I was like, what unintentionally hilarious bit. It's like, I wanted to say this
2: bit. Hang on,
1: the, we've not even mentioned the chief of police.
2: Yeah, it's Paul Gleason from The Breakfast yeah. Club. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. And he's having a whale of a time as well.
2: Again, only there for, you know, several hours. I think he shot the police station stuff in the morning and then shot this in the
1: evening. Yeah, I'm going with 40 minutes at best. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and then um, I, I think he, he, you know, right. <laughs> they get taken to ambulances. Yeah. Bigfoot, Bigfoot appears to be dead, but they can't find his body. Um, Such
2: is life. Since I'm sure life. everything's going to be fine moving forward. I'm sure
1: it will be. Uh,
0: well, he's dead. He had an axe through his heart, so he's got to be dead. Yeah, well. uh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, And he had a crisp loafer that was pressing on the accelerator. Exactly. To make sure
2: yeah, I mean, you couldn't be, be, be any deader. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> um, and um, so they they do like this, you know, like at the end of Die Hard, and that's the best example I can think of this kind of shot where they pull back from the scene and they see the snow swirling and there's the flashing yeah. light, all that kind of stuff, and in this one. It's just they pull back a little bit and Preston is sat on a stretcher in the rain by himself. We've left him. <laughs> He's just getting, getting soaked. And then they wheel Amanda past him and he starts macking on her. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's not, this isn't. Come on. Come on. You're in the shadow of Suicide Rock here. Let's not do this. We don't need to do this. Um, and... Uh, he says something like, "I didn't want you to think I was some kind of peeping tom." <laughs> the whole film's about him being, you know, holding back. Yeah, by
2: basically. Not. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and we get a brilliant encoder.
2: Yes. So the police are having a bit of a chin wag around the uh, around the crime scene, aren't they? Uh, mm. Feeling quite pleased with themselves, even though they've done absolutely nothing.
3: Get
1: <laughs> yeah, some yeah. an
2: email and then come <laughs> to a location.
1: <laughs> receive a, an email from um, um, a. <laughs> like a, an internet server that can't exist just <laughs> yeah that.
2: and uh, they're having a bit of a chinwag aren't they and they're getting a bit spooked because it's still quite spooky out there and then uh oh, yeah. and then we get the final shot of the movie rob do the honors
1: oh they pull back and it's it's very much um a, a poor man's version and i say this with deep affection, but I also say this with deep knowledge that this is 2006 and Predator 2 was 1990. (laughs) Uh, When it's like they pull back and you reveal there's so much more of the threat that there was a, that they were originally facing. So they look through the trees and there's loads of really tall Bigfoots there. Yeah. And that is, just so easy. we just I see am- their
2: eyes illuminated and then it cuts to black and we're done
1: and we're out of here and um, you're I assume at this point James is I you're delighted you only spent £2.49 on this on <laughs> rental on Amazon <laughs> or are you feeling shot changed I don't
2: know I mean <laughs> I, I'm a bit annoyed that I've had to spend any money on it at this point
1: <laughs> I would imagine that's the same um, feelings the producers had <laughs> 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 um so, guys, can I get a favourite bit?
2: The end credits. I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, To be honest with you, the final shot is really good. A firm of Bigfoots. I'd, I'd watch that movie.
3: <laughs>
1: is this like a stable like the other week? <laughs> stable <laughs> of Bigfoot.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Degeneration X, but Bigfoot. They've got a hooligan <laughs> element to them, haven't they? They these, do, these yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. firm is a perfect way to go. I that. think that's, a, that, and that's <laughs> the most.
1: Sensitively astute thing we've ever said on this podcast,
0: yeah. I wonder why it didn't get a sequel because it was geared up for a sequel or a universe, a cinematic universe
2: of Sasquatch yeah. cinematic. They weren't the rage <laughs> in 2006, if they'd come out in 2008, <laughs> bosh, yeah, on...
0: this is only two years before Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. So, your favourite bit? Uh, my favourite bit was um, the "Hey ass monkey, eat this." Um, <laughs> Otis, <laughs> the Otis line is, or the sequence? Well, I think that the whole bit of Otis is semi-redemption because he's still a twat, you know. I was cheering when he got his face eaten off, um, <laughs> but yeah, when uh, when he appears to be the hero and he stabs the Sasquatch in the back with an axe, and then he gets his uh, f- head just. Eaten half off. (laughs) Yeah, it's really really gruesome.
1: No, I agree. I think that's one of the best um, in amongst all the, you know, I'm a big boy, in amongst the film's multiple failings. (laughs) um, I do think that that's a really good effect that stands up, you know, and again, it's a triumph for practical effects, but I'd love to see more of that, you know, more, you know, maybe they couldn't do more of that. Maybe all went went on to making sure that one shot hit home. Um, but I also think there's another really good shot in it, and that's when Rex um, is being hunted as the last one of the trio. Much earlier, when Lance Henriksen does his Native American cave dwelling um, death
0: scene, um, sweetheart,
1: <laughs> the sweetheart, that's gross. <laughs> that's your uh, yeah. Um And Rex turns round, and it's a shot of the inside of the Bigfoot's mouth. And I, mm. I you know, I've, I'm going to confess, I've watched this a number of times now. Uh, on on repeat on the old you know frame by frame it's very very good very very good so i'm going to say that's my favorite bit um for your reconsideration
2: (laughs) so obviously rob you will go last as is our custom uh so for your reconsideration i will say yes but only under very specific conditions so one you have seen every other film ever made and you may as well watch this one just to be a completist. (laughs) Two, you are the co-host of a film podcast in which each participant is allowed to pick a movie for discussion and your friend assures you this is really good. (laughs) Or if you're just really into Bigfoot movies, like Robbins apparently (laughs) didn't know about him before we recorded this. <laughs> That'd be the three criteria for recommendation. If that, if, if you don't fall into those categories, I'd probably give it a swerve. I'm
1: taking it as a yes. I'm
2: taking it as a yes. <laughs> on, a, take I, a take yes. That. I figured that's all you needed to hear. To be honest, <laughs>
1: honestly, I fell over like I fell
0: backwards. Yeah, Rob, I'll cut the explanation out and just leave it. Yeah, just say
1: yes. <laughs> a resounding yes.
0: Oh, dear me. Sigh, please talk to me. Uh, I'll start this off by uh, going to one of the Letterboxd reviews. Uh, This was from someone called uh, Walpurgis Matt, Um, if that's their real name. Wow. Such a good name. This was 2016. They reviewed it four stars.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure I'd do that.
0: (laughs) I've said it once and I'll say it again until it finally sinks in. Abominable is hands down the very best rear-window-meets-Yeti film of all time. (laughs) If that statement doesn't interest you, then you clearly are not a fan of rear-window-meets-Yeti films. (laughs) And should probably watch something like Harry and the Hendersons.
1: (laughs) That's just... He's our letter that that person is our letterbox oh, reviewer yeah. of choice. Oh, that is outstanding. Yeah.
0: Outstanding. So uh, for for me, uh considering the amount of 90-minute movies at our disposal in this modern world, <laughs> uh it would be really hard to recommend this movie over well every other movie ever. I know. <laughs> However, however, Rob, however, there is a there is a nice bit of bread at the end of the shit sandwich. <laughs> Sorry, I'm crying. Uh, however, however, if you take pleasure out of cheap American B movie horrors, where you're there for the un- unintentional laughs rather than the scares or the production values of the movie, then you will get a kick out of it. You know, if 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 you sit there and like. The room for how stupidly shit it is, then you will probably get a similar amount of joy out of this. Yeah, I that's think.
2: a fair point. I think people who like that yeah. Tommy Wiseau film would probably quite enjoy this. I would say. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So yeah, consider it if if you're if you fancy a laugh over the expense of uh, a lot of people's hard. <laughs>
1: i'm gonna tell us two yeses this is an absolute <laughs> triumph <laughs> rightly or wrongly this is two yes uh, i'm so glad um gosh i don't even know if to get the i love uh, uh yes reconsider this definitely um <laughs> Especially if you have any interest in um, Bigfoot movies in cinema, because I promise you, this is one of the best ones you can find, and that's saying something.
0: Maybe so, maybe this is there's a niche. Maybe we should write. A seriously, Bigfoot there movie.
1: is though, there's a massive niche <laughs> to do a good Bigfoot movie. It, I think there hasn't that just one hasn't been done that isn't doesn't descend to stupid slasher stuff um, like this one does. <laughs> but it's impossible um, I think if this film was made in 1985 or ni- you know, ni- let's just do 20 years 1986 it was um, wasn't it no <laughs> that's the thing it, it, the fact that it was made in 2006 is I mean it's like it's almost unbelievable like li- not in the hyperbolic way that I often use that phrase, but like literally unbelievable that this was made in 2006 and it looks as dated as it does now. That said, I think this lends uh, a huge curio factor to it. Um, the rear window versus Yeti co- uh, you know, uh, <laughs> comparison is a complete winner and so accurate. And I, pro- <laughs> I-, I dare anyone, seriously, anyone come at me on your social medias and tell me, um, that this isn't in the best three Bigfoot movies of all time.
2: <laughs> this niche isn't as big as you think it is. <laughs> no,
1: dude, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Because you can't do it. You can't find two better Bigfoot films than this. Well, at least three. You can't do it. There isn't one. There's that exist one, and that's it. Come at me, bro. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I love that. Thank you so much. And thank you um, for spending both your hard-earned pennies and your precious time on watching Abominable with me uh, this week. Um, I will always love this movie. There's no way I will. Um, But sometimes you've just got to... Isn't life better that Abominable exists?
2: I haven't laughed this much for a while, so yeah. There you go! go. I I knew we would have a good chat about this film. (laughs) That's what I was looking forward to while I was
1: watching it. I'm so bad, boys. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. What's our next movie?
2: Oh, our next movie is Step Brothers. Ah, oh, oh, yes, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley.
1: As if that was yeah, a always. slight change of pace, one would argue.
2: Yes. <laughs> well, any anything from the Yeti movie <laughs> is a change of pace. <laughs> I believe there was a sound recordist on the film. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, Tune in to us next time for Step Brothers. Uh, Please give us your uh, five stars at your subscription um, thing of choice. Uh, And, yeah, let's just – no, I'm not going to say anything funny. Go and go on Amazon and get Abominable for (laughs) £2.49 in standard definition. And just – Watch where your socks go because they won't be on your person anymore. And that is the correct
2: um, de- uh, definition to watch this film in. And it's a film that was made for standard definition. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Apparently, they- there is a Blu ray. Is there? Apparently, yeah, I was reading. Boys, it. you know what to get me for Christmas. <laughs> well, what do you get the man who has everything? <laughs> <laughs> Abominable on DVD. <laughs> Blu oh, ray. <Blu-ray>, Blu ray, Blu ray,
1: Blu <laughs> ray. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
3: Oh. <sighs>